everybody to another episode of Be Fearless Podcast. And I haven't done like a rookie mistake like in two years. And today was the, one of those days. So yes, uh, on the live video, you might have like listened something that should have been listening. It's nothing bad, but you know, I always like to enter your platforms, your screen with a beautiful uh, introduction. However, this is going to be awesome today. If you're in listening from wherever you're listening, I need you to number one, if you're on Facebook, follow, hit the follow button, leave me some stars so I can continue making this content for you and, and stay for this beautiful interview because I bring you today an amazing, an amazing woman. Okay. You have to listen to her story. Our guest today is a native Brazilian who celebrates music and culture of Brazil through songs. And her work reflects the pluralism of nature and the cultures she hails from. Her multicultural and multilingual identity enrich her performance as a singer and songwriting um, songwriter, breaking the barriers in multiple languages like Portuguese, English, Spanish, Hebrew, Arabic, Jewish, and Latino. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome the one and only Carla Berg. Hey, Carla, welcome. Hello, hello, everybody. So nice to be here with you. Thank and I just you. came back from Brazil recently, just recently came back from Brazil. We made that's, it. That's, Brazil is on my, on my wish list. Like, I definitely have to go to Brazil. So I might ask you later for some, some tips in there. Carla, yes. for the audience, the people out there that have not met you yet, can you tell us who is or who was Carla Burke growing up and what was your dream? Oh, my goodness. Growing up. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole it's a whole mixed culture story because I was born in Brazil, but I don't feel totally necessarily Brazilian because I come from families of immigrants. We were just talking as I'm Jewish. Uh, that's my religion because I was born from my mom that it's a Jew, and she came from Lebanon to Brazil with her family. Her grand-grandmother was the first one to come a long time ago, like, to try out because the weather could be better for her uh, sickness and all that. And then slowly the whole family immigrated uh, step by step. And funny or not, my, my father came from Israel to Brazil. A lot of Israelis go to Brazil after the military, but he came to try life also and so in the end, my uncle ended up uh, working for my father. And that's how my parents met. So they first moved to Rio de Janeiro, where then all my mom family came. And my, my grandfather became a cantor in Copacabana, one of the main, you know, uh, uh, beaches area in, in Rio, beautiful. So I, I didn't grow up there. I moved to Sao Paulo, the other city, but I was always there for the Jewish high holidays with my grandfather and listen to him to teach the, uh, the boys for bar mitzvah, uh, the majority, the, when the boys turn 13, you know, and learn all the players. So the melodies that stayed in my mind, I was always, always like singing through prayers. And when you ask what I wanted to be when I grow up, I didn't know exactly, but <laughs> I certainly have a foot on the music and I always played piano and, you know, participating in many 
many things. I, I recently find my first instrument that it's kind of like a flute, but it's not a flute. I said, I don't even know what that is. I have to <laughs> out. But I played piano and was always around those. And his melodies were uh, very through the Sephardi, the Jews that come from Europe, the Jews from, from Portugal. My family eats from Arabic countries. So we, we feel that um those melodies and nowadays i've decided to integrate brazilian uh, brazilian styles with this jewish styles and it's it's very challenging but the pandemic opened up a whole new world to me because i like to do this different languages and all and and growing up the same thing i would sing in choirs and a lot i was always with the spanish and uh, close to traveling with choirs to argentina to israel i my ear was getting ready and when i finally have 20 years ago i moved to us so it's this whole thing now i'm american <laughs> and i'm also on the board of of, Me of mexico and tijuana so i'm here in san diego and so i'm always listening to all these styles so as a child, I used to play a teacher, which I am an educator, a child. So I became a teacher. I worked many years, nine years in Brazil, one year here. Then I became a mom and, you know, the whole thing. And I've never give up the music. So I've always did vocal coaching, very specific. And I had even more time to dedicate to that. And people would say, but where do you sing? I want to hear uh, and when I went to choirs here for the Jewish choirs, when because in Brazil that's what I did, I wasn't uh, finding something very specific. So I ended up starting to do my own career, my own thing. I first uh, that's fantastic. So let me let me ask you a question. So you arrived to the United States. You become a, you were a teacher. You become mom, and then you just like go for vocal coaching and you know helping people with the vocals. But how is it that you decided that you have that moment of enlightenment and said, okay, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to become a singer. I'm going to start singing and songwriting. How the happened? Yeah, that, that was really in the pandemic. I was actually, because the first time I only did covers, I always wrote things, but I would put aside and think, oh, this is nothing. I, I don't know how to do. And in the pandemic, I was invited to sing in a virtual event, actually, with two other uh, musicians, singers for like a holiday event, not really Christmas, but obviously around Christmas time. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, well, I didn't grow up uh, uh, singing Christmas song and I can definitely just learn a couple because I just had to perform a couple of things. But that's when I thought, you know what, why not to show everybody my own culture? And it's Christmas is close to Hanukkah, yeah. which the, the, yeah, to me, Hanukkah, it's so special because it means miracle. It's really about yeah. the miracle. So then I started to compose a song about miracle. And I, I always wanted to do this other language that I hadn't recorded before. That's called Ladino. It's the language of the Jewish, that the, the Jews, where they spoke this language before they were expelled from Spain in Portugal and in 19 in 1492 and I in the Inquisition and all that and and this language is makes it's a dialect that involves all the languages that I grew up with because my parents spoke Arabic at home for us not to understand and then there's Portuguese I grew up in Brazil Spanish I've been dealing with Hebrew I study at school and then there's also Greek Turkish this language is really a combination of so many 
language is French, was my mom's second language. So she tried to teach me. It was too late. I said, I got to learn English. I don't know English yet. <laughs> uh, barely I knew I was going to become an American. So because of that, I one day I woke up with the melody in my mind because, like I was saying, these melodies that my grandfather used to to do the tunes with the liturgic uh, thing that he prayed, mm-hmm. I, I create a melody. And then I create the chorus of the song talking about God. Talk, and, and I started to investigate because I started to learn the language in the pandemic and find people that are all over the world. It's very, you know, the, the Latino Atlantis, as we call the people who speak. Uh, they come from many different places, so they are all spread around the world. It's mainly in Israel, then Washington, Turkey. I, I even did a project with kids in Turkey because I really want to involve the younger people generation. Mm-hmm. So we can, and this language was always kept through songs. So I'm learning. It's really hard. It's very close to Spanish, but it's not Spanish. Sometimes one little uh, letter changed the whole yes. world. And I have to be so careful <laughs> when I change. But anyway, then I started to compose the song. Obviously, I, I mix English and Portuguese and all. So at first, in that virtual event, I performed the song in English, which I'm actually going to release that song in English uh, this Hanukkah. Every Hanukkah, every holiday, I'm going to do in another language this song. But at first, when I released, I released in Ladino because it was the language I really was missing to do and the style of it and, you know, our hope and our and the miracle of the vaccine at the time we were, it, it kind of makes it up everything, you know, the Hanukkah, the vaccine, everybody doing everything on, on Zoom. And to me, that was the miracle, becoming, uh, doing something good with the time of the pandemic for me not to go crazy and, and put it into the creativity. It was the best. So that was my aha moment when I said, yes, I can do this. And uh, it was so appreciated and, and, and all that. And I could also spread. I also sung a song in Hebrew, Amen, because I thought man, everybody say Amen, right? No matter mm-hmm. which, kind, which religion, where you go. So there is a song, Amen. So I had to do two songs. And this was uh, the open eye to me. Then I grabbed everything that I've been writing. And I started to really put together with collaborators, of course. I had to get together with musicians that understand my language and played with me and we created so beautiful i love that um and i love that you mentioned how that uh creativity process changes as you create in different languages um and how careful you have to be um because yeah. just one single letter can change the whole meaning of of, of a sentence therefore the whole song um how was because I'm pretty sure there's other people out there feeling the same way. Um, I actually feel the same way because I I was born in Puerto Rico and I think in Spanish, right? Well, I'm speaking English, <laughs> which is insane, right? Um, how how is it that you created a creative process that that allows you to connect these languages? Um, what entails that creative process per se? Like, do you have to kind of like sit down and kind of like think up through the whole thing? Um, what is it, how it works? It's it's funny you ask that because what happens is that in the first classes I was taking of Ladino, 
I would get a little bored because some things were very easy when the beginning class, because the numbers or, you know, the, and, uh, but then all of a sudden they start talking so much about food, right? So I would write the vocabulary of the food. And then I started to think about my grandma and what she, because she used to cook a lot. And I started to, in the end of the class, when the class finished, I would write some sentences with that vocabulary that I learned in the in the class, mostly mm -hmm. uh, food related, because the Ladino, a lot of that is the tradition to, you know, Jewish, where mm -hmm. we do a lot of. And then in, in another, uh, uh, when it become a time of another Jewish holiday, which is Purim, which is when the Jews were safe for being killed, I put all this together. That's that's I use the vocabularies. They also talk about uh, suing and my grandma used to sue. And then my grandma, it's called Esther. And Esther was the queen who saved the Jews in that time. That's so my favorite when, book. That's when, when, when I started to think that I'm going to every Jewish holiday create, compose a new song. And in Purim, I composed the song. But it's not like I... So that's what I'm saying. In the classes, I would write and let it go. But when I started to think of a project, I remember what is related to that project. So Esther was her name. Cooking, doing. Then I talk a little bit about my grandma as a cantor, but I'm still going to do a song just for him because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm hoping to put my voice with his voice. We have very few recordings of him, but I'm dying and, and I'm studying what would be the best liturgic you know, thing to do because I do some liturgic, some not. Uh, with his voice and mine, because it would be the only thing we have of him. Nowadays, mm -hmm. it's so easy to record. At that time, we didn't have. Anyway, so everybody's very emotional about, because he's very known in Brazil. Now I'm meeting people who tell me, oh, your grandpa, sure, you're doing this. I can't believe you're a singer. He he taught my my kid for the bar mitzvah, right, the, the ceremony we do. So uh, I connected with these people through the pandemic, and they all been very helpful. I couldn't do any of this without the teachers, all the Latino teachers around the world. My, my main teacher is in Dallas, but she was born in Smyr. And she's the one who created the Ladino Comunita, this community where you can only write in, in Ladino and all. So it's very challenging for me. She checks everything I do uh, and I'm doing it and so many WhatsApp groups. But that's how I, I feel like if I have to, I can't stop and study. I have to study according to what I'm trying to create. Mm -hmm. Then I go, I, I go look for the meaning and I ask people around and we troubleshoot until I go into the... That's the example of Purim. But then I also wanted to do the Brazilian. I don't want to stop singing Brazilian music. So I create a forró. Forró is a very specific Brazilian style that is happy. It's dancing. And in Purim, as we do, we do a lot of customs, right? We we do that. So I thought for for uh, for that situation, it made all more than a samba or a jazz. You know, it's every project I'm trying to combine those things according to the subject and the style of the music that match, that could match that subject and putting uh, some instruments that can go either in the Brazilian music and in the in the Jewish. That that's They have kind of a funny way of the percussion situation. And that's what you can hear when you hear my things. I call another project, I do the Agogo, which is kind of a call for when we do the, the day of repentance. So mm -hmm. to me, that Brazilian instrument is just like a chauffeur, the thing we blow, yeah. you know, because it's a wake up call. It's like a calling and it, that's how it is in the, in the, in the samba too. 
So I'm trying to see how I'm going to do my, uh, how I'm going to integrate all this and not abandon because I like to do everything. So I kind of stay all over the place and that can confuse my audience. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like people were following and interested in, in learning. A lot of people say, oh, I find out I'm a little bit 10% Jew or something. And this has a lot to do with the new <laughs> Christians and a lot of people investigating about yeah. that. It's very curious. Yeah. I love that. Um, like I, I was telling you behind scenes before we started, um, I was um, I went through your music last night and I loved it. And I could definitely identify those little details of the um, Jewish culture and, and their music in the sounds and the different videos that you, that you have. Um, and I loved it. I think that that makes your music very unique. And it definitely uh, resonates with the your intentions of breaking barriers. Talking about breaking barriers, how has breaking barriers has been for you? How how that process of breaking those multicultural barriers through the music has been for you, and how that um, has impacted your success? Yeah, it's it's very it's very significant to me everything I I do because uh, you know some uh, of the the Orthodox Jews don't listen to women singing usually so that is is difficult sometimes for me because I grew up going to Orthodox synagogues and all and I never prayed in the read from the Torah and pray that that uh, specific in the liturgic. But, and that's a barrier to break in a way, because when I started to study the liturgic to connect with what my grandpa used to do and create, like I wanted to know those, this called Pew team, which is the poems, the, the thing that they, they talk so good about and it's through melodies. And uh, I found, I said, well, in the synagogue, we do in Hebrew, but mm -hmm. now I want to do in the other language that I, that I sing so we can keep like that. So I, I connected with a cantor from Seattle and he showed me a, 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 a lyric that I've never heard in Ladino, which is exactly that other language. And I thought, wow, this song has been recorded only in Hebrew. I want to do in Ladino. And it's, it's beautiful, but it is a, a prayer. It is something that usually, you know, the, the women's don't, don't sing in the, in the synagogue. And I have been doing, I haven't run um, a whole service or anything, but I like to do, or when I pray for God and I hear people saying, oh, in my synagogue, we sing that song in Kelohino, there's nobody like our God. And I said, and they said, I sing in Ladino. And I said, let me see. And when I look at the lyrics, I that barely knows about the music, I saw some mistakes because I told you people just do as Spanish. Mm -hmm. And I said, let me. So I've decided to, it's like, I, I want to be an anchor for, a, 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 to show, well, we can do this better than we're doing because we got to, if we're going to preserve we got to really preserve right. And my teacher saw and she's like, no, this is not how you say. There is very little differences, but it makes a difference, especially in the pronunciation. The, the D I have to do as a TH 
And as a vocal, so I, I created a whole arrangement for this song and uh, in a way that you can, it's almost like when you go to the gospels and, and you know, have fun as mm -hmm. you do, but also connecting because uh, the Jew, a lot of the Jews know that, but they always sing in the same way, in the same melody. And I want to do this in a different style so I can keep the, the roots and the styles of the Brazilian and all that. And it, it's, it, it's a little bit of a barrier for me to decide those things about religions. I also learned a lot of Holocaust. From Holocaust, I, I always thought it's just for the Ashkenaz Jews. Then I was invited to sing in, in events virtually too. And I started to look for songs that was, were written for the other, for the Sephardi Jews, even though, you know, because they have been through a lot of war too and and mm -hmm. my family come from struggle from lebanon and all this from the war but they never taught me any specifics about uh about that sometimes it was funny in the seder you know the passover thing that mm -hmm. they would sing songs in arabic and i was like what it's it's like very different everybody has their little community mm -hmm. and the, my idea is to try do something that everybody even though it's a little different, the words are the same or the or is in a different language, but you can connect because it's through the Brazilian music, which is kind of universal if I do right some some style that people get familiar with and like and can that's I think that's a fantastic fusion. <laughs> I, I think that what you're doing, I love actually I love what you're doing. Um just uh, even by hearing you talking about it, because yeah you are not only creating fusion between different cultural sounds, but you're also preserving heritage in, in um, tradition and culture um, in, with your music and in, in your projects. I, I love, I definitely love that. And I really want to commend you for doing that because not everybody does it. Thank you, um, Thank you so much. Uh, uh, the only thing I want to tell you about Barry is definitely this project that I've done with people from different places around is definitely a barrier uh, during the pandemic that we were locked in the house. So we had to learn a lot of how to deal with uh, IT situations to send uh, files to to connect and then one time this project that I do in Turkey one time we finally had a meeting there were four people in the meeting not all of them spoke one language in common so it was terrible and I was like I had to translate for this one the other one because my producer is in Brazil at that time I was producing in Brazil there's a lot there's a lot of things with lawyers that I had to check because I had kids involved so that's a barrier definitely to understand the whole uh, bureaucracy involved and to, you know, that part. The creative part is fun, it's all, but the other part is a barrier about the business of it itself, how I know I'm here, but I have people from there and what this one does and what that one do and, and how to put all together and the video clips that I sometimes did uh, way ahead of time and, and maybe I'm not gonna use until later or I have to wait until I go to Brazil and end up doing a project there. But in the end, it's, but it's, it was a lot, a lot of work. Like, I can't believe I even did it. Like, this would be so easy to give up and say, why, why to do all this? You know, I, so it's, it's definitely, it was definitely hard. In it is, sense. but I think it's a very important work, right? You're doing, uh, cause 
this is something that you actually creating a legacy, not only for your children and your family and, uh, and people within your culture, but also for the world. I mean, you are preserving something that is important for you and it will be important for many others in the future. So I truly want to say thank you for doing that. Um, and setting the example, right, for other people to do the same with their within, you know, their own culture and music. Yeah. If so their connection is bad. No, you're good. I can see you. You're good. We're good. I can hear you. It can you hear me? Is your video? It's a little bit choppy and slow right now, but you're good. Your audio is good. Can you hear me? It's hello. I think your connection went bad. Let's see again. Now you you're oh, there frozen. You are. Oh, I'm frozen. frozen. No, you're good. Hey. <laughs> no, don't. Um, whatever happens, don't close the chat. Don't close the the, um, the video. Hello. No. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're still transmitting. For some reason, her video is not working. Um, let's give her, yep, she, her connection dropped. Um, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you one thing. Is there something that I truly admire from this woman is that she has taken up on the tasks to teach other people, not only, um, to work with their vocals, but also she is doing something that many of us in many cultures should do. And that is actually, um, she's back, hold on. Uh, it's actually creating, you know, that content for, uh, for creating a legacy and preserving culture. I was just kind of like giving you time to come back. Thank you <laughs> for reconnecting. It happens, it happens. Yo people, this is life, oh. this is life interview and those the first, the first yeah the first uh, virtual event i sing it was crazy one in each body's house and we were he's playing that way i'm playing here but it worked fine <laughs> and that's right. the, the beauty of um virtual uh, interviews and events so um carla before we go um let's let's see um Hold on one second. La, you are promoting your most recent single, which is "It's Love." It's <laughs> That's love. a different kind. It's it. not. Yeah, it's love. There's so many kinds of love, but this one is one that I, I compose with my partner, with my friend, because I'm really dealing with this getting close to emptiness, which is going to give me the chance to go touring more. I already have something in September in New York, and I'm hoping to perform more than just once there because I'll be visiting more my daughter who is leaving to study there. And this is about a, a love of the parenting and how we we sometimes, uh, that's how I, I felt. And I, I love jazz and that felt like a jazzy thing. Like it's, I hope all the mothers connect to it or the fathers and the families in general. I'm pretty sure a lot of people is going to connect to that because, um, uh, you know, that's a subject that is really touching to any parent. I mean, it, it is, 
if for a daughter or son is amazing or it could be a big impact to live in their home once they're grown up, I can't imagine how that feels from the other side. And I, I bet that a lot of people will be able to connect with you on that song. So you guys have to go. I listened to it last night. It is a beautiful song. <laughs> You'll have to go see it and watch it and listen to it. It is currently available on YouTube. Is Her last single is Love. It's love. I love that. I, li I love even the title. And uh, I also it, have, I have the video clip in YouTube, but you can listen to the song in any platform. The yeah. next one I'll be dancing again as the last one, but a different style, not for all. Every time I'll change a little bit with a samba. Uh, I did that one in Rio. My next video, it's Morenica. It's a very special Sephardi traditional song, but I'm doing more of a sensual dance because that's what calls for too. I love that. And, and then so where awesome. people can connect with you and reach out in order to um, hire you for events and, and, and all that good stuff. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I've been getting so many calls where people reach from WhatsApp, but the, the best is my email. You're going to put there, it's info at gmail.com. All together, Carla with the C, info at gmail.com. But you can find me in any platform in my uh, Instagram. You can go to the link tree and opens all the, the different ways to connect. I always get like a 30 minutes uh, consultation if you want to look for an event uh, or any kind of composition. It's That's the way I get challenged whenever somebody approach me for something <laughs> because I plan things for a specific audience. Uh, in, in this song, it's love. Trip Sprague plays play with me, even though the project was in Brazil. He's playing his amazing saxophone here. He also uh, played in my first EP, which is also in all platforms. It has bossa nova, jazz, and it's amazing to have performed with him recently in in an event so it just depends and vocally you know i started show thinking i have to go through specifically where is the audience i adjust to it with my repertoire that's now very different all over yes but you can connect from any any platform yes um i have left uh for all of you her platforms on the description of this video um and the audio so you can definitely go and connect with her and follow her on every uh social media platform and also listen to her music in spotify watch the, her videos in youtube and um believe me you're gonna love her and you're gonna love her music her contact is really pretty i loved it i was really impressed and i thank you Thank you so much. I for really, what really doing. appreciate it. It's very nice to see how you have the interest to, to stop and hear this crazy Brazilian lady. <laughs> yes, it is amazing. And if anybody wants to collaborate, I receive a lot of uh, poems and things. Usually, you know, when people are like, let's do this. And if you want to do some of that, I only have this, but that's how it is. We got to do it together. It takes a village. I appreciate everybody who's been in this process with me from the beginning it's it's beautiful i love it thank you so much yeah. carla for being here with with thank us today you. and and giving you your time to us and, and and sharing your work with your beautiful work with everybody so thank you so much for what you're doing ladies and gentlemen you guys have to go 
into the description of this uh, podcast and go and follow Carla, connect with her, listen to her music. I promise you, you're not going to regret it. You're going to love it. Every single beat and sound of every song that she has. In the meantime, like always, don't forget to unlock your potential and be fearless. Bye.